planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. We're going to battle Fear Factory. This is George Corsair under Fisher. This is Jasmine Delodrop. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Coast Battle Tennessee. Hey, is it Wednesday 13? This is Bruce Andrew Rex from Club Devil Hill. This is Gary Spook from Simple Tour, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. All right, before we go into this episode, we just need to give a shout-out to our show supporters, Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. Check them out at blacklightad.com.au. RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz for all your promotional printing needs, like stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and more. Go order yours through rwpromotion.com.au. The brutal occult clothing brand, Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, Lumberpunks Axorang Club, who have venues on the Gold Coast, Brisbane and Perth, and it is a guaranteed good time for any occasion like parties, bucks, hens nights, or just hanging out with your mates. You can even join a team. Put in the code EVERBLACK for 10% off your booking at lumberpunks.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the EVERBLACK podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Welcome to this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. I hope everyone is hanging in there and staying safe out there and looking after each other during this uh, madness, crazy, crazy times. And uh, we definitely need a lot of positivity right now. Hopefully it uh, won't be too much longer and we can uh, get back to normal. Uh, on this show, we chat to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeffrey Nothing, solo artist, ex-mushroom head frontman, and now Doom Candy frontman. Hands down, one of my favourite vocalists of all time, and uh, someone who definitely helped shape my own musical journey, and someone I've wanted to have on the show since the very beginning, since I've uh, started doing all this. Uh, I definitely appreciated him taking the time to hang out, that's for sure, and... Uh, we spoke a lot about his new single, Never Enough, working with Thomas Church and Doom Candy, how he still stays in touch with Wayland Revis and uh, really exciting stuff he has planned for the future with him and stuff like that too, which is uh, pretty exciting. And a uh, possible visit down under, hopefully, because uh, uh, it would be awesome to see him down here again. Really fun chat, and it was great to finally have him on the show, being a long-term fan, that's, that's for sure. Uh, you can go and get the new single for Never Enough everywhere now, as well as the new Doom Candy single, Cry Fire, which is super, super heavy. Here is my chat with the one and only Jeffrey Nothing. Horns high. Enjoy, people. Jeff, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. How's uh, everything going over there for you? Uh, things are going really well. We um, we released a single called Never Enough three weeks ago now, and it's on the 20th of May. And it's um, already over 150,000 views on YouTube and doing really good on Spotify and uh, we have another one getting ready to come out we're just putting together a theatrical and band performance mixed video for that one so we're gonna wait till we have that ready and do it all all together new music's happening so that's always good How, how's lockdown been for you over there I mean it sounds like you've been staying pretty productive through it all 
Yeah, I mean, um, it's different, definitely a different world with the pandemic and all the um, all the protests, whether they stay peaceful or, or sometimes they seem to be instigated by outside forces, and that's not good. I, I want change, and I want everybody to be treated equal, but there's no reason for outside uh, influences to come in and stir up things that were supposed to be peaceful. But um, I'm hoping we can get back to some semblance of where things were, at least being able to leave your house without worrying about catching that virus. and. Uh, being able to do shows again normally and having festivals come back and all that stuff. But uh, we're pretty happy just still on at home for the most part. Well, uh, in regards to the single Never Enough, it, it, you know, it's heavy and it sounds dark, but it seems to come from a, a very positive mindset and something that I think the world really needs right now. You know, what inspired this one for you? Um, I did a lot of uh, darker influence stuff back in the day. I, I wasn't ever leaning fully in that direction. It just seems like a lot of depressing subjects would come up. Mm. And uh, when I left Patrick, or when I left um, Purgatory, I wanted to make the music all about from a serial killer perspective just because of the anger I had then. But I've come to a lot better place. My wife, since she wasn't feeling well, we went to her church that she went to as a child, and I really felt great there. And it was a very musical church, and everybody was very uplifting. And um, I think it has changed me for the much better. So the songs kind of reflect on how I feel now and I feel like it's a better path to try and lift people up than bring them down absolutely man and it hits hits all the right notes there you know and all the right beats and I think as I said I think it's something that we need right now we need that positivity through music and I, I appreciate that yeah and you wrote a song with uh, your yeah. ex-mushroom head bandmate Thomas Church and uh, you've also starred Doom Candy with as well I, I really like what you guys have cooked up together and I think, you know, you're an excellent songwriting team. How has it been working with him since uh, you got both uh, left Mushroom Head? Um, Tommy has a lot of heart. I, I think probably the person with the most I've met in the music business. To be able to create what we want to create and not really have a boss per se is a really fun experience because I, I could never get used to that. I don't think art's supposed to come from that. He reminds me in a lot of ways of the style of play of J.J. Righteous from the earlier mushroom head and it's um it's really fun uh time to be an artist with so many uh diverse canvases from all over the map style wise alone and it's something i haven't been able to do for a long time and it's it's uh eye-opening in a lot of ways and i'm loving it i'm loving it i, I love what you're doing right now man it's it's as Thank a you. fan like uh yeah it's it's definitely got a few uh flavors in there that are definitely different, and I love it. Especially, like, in the lead-up to our chat, I actually revisited your solo album, The New Salcadalia, and, uh, man, it's still great. And, and you know, I, I, you actually toured Australia for it as well. You know, ha have you revisited that material yourself personally? You know, do you still play some of that stuff live? Um, we did Cynicism, and we gave Eyes of the Righteous a go, and um, I feel like I want to work mostly with the newest stuff just to get it out there because we... We have a backlog to release. We've done mm. some of it live. But um, every time I think of adding a song from that, I fall in love with one of our new tracks. And um, I do want to go back and and maybe even edit what goes to the live performance on a couple to make them this version of that band. But I do love those songs a lot. And uh, you never really know what could happen. As I said, yeah, that's all you tour Australia for the first time. How, how was that tour? It was really fun. It was only four shows, which was um not what i'm really used to and then we flew between all the dates so that was really a different experience too and um what was cool is my aunt and uncle and 
cousins lived there for a lot of my childhood, first in Sydney and then in Perth. And I found, I mean, I love all of Australia that I've seen, but those were really my favorite places. And I see why they like those themselves. And um, it was just really neat because we hadn't played a show anywhere else before those dates in Australia. Just be able to do that was really amazing. And and what about uh, your live band now? Who's who's in that? Who you got playing? My live for band is uh, Noah Shark Robertson. He was the um, drummer from Motor Grader and the Browning and a band called Pinhead before that. My bass player's name is Stephen Lee Adams. He's a session guy and he's toured with some bands. I can't really name any right off the top of my head right now. And then uh, I have another singer named Ian D. He uh, is an up and coming artist. He's got a couple projects on the side that you'll probably be hearing about in the next year or two and then i'm um i'm open to adding in a second guitarist keyboard player for live i just haven't met the guy yet <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it is hard find the right i mean on any level it's hard find the right guys you can either gel with and and can play but yeah uh, yeah and then lo- <laughs> location would be would be um part of it too my band's really spread out right now tommy and steven are in north carolina and then noah's in texas Ian's the closest. He's in, he's in Michigan, so um, everything is from far apart from each other right now. But it'd be nice if we had another guy more local. But if it's a really talented guy that's got a great heart and the chemistry is great, I don't care if he's from anywhere. How far apart is that? I mean, because I'm all the way down here uh, in the arse end of of the world. How far away do you guys sort of live? You know, was it a couple of hours uh, away? Is that now Carolina to Cleveland's about. Nine and a half to ten, I believe. Ooh. Maybe I'm un- underestimating. And then um, Texas is like driving. It's probably 30 hours, 25. Brutal. I'm probably way off my geography, so I'll probably hear about it. But <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it, it, it's what they call not close. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does it go jamming? And stuff? Like, let's say if you're going for a tour, do you, uh, do you just all meet up somewhere? Yeah, um, everybody mostly comes to town here. Thomas, Tommy actually... Stays there ninety percent of the time. It's just the pandemic took him uh, back to family more, which which I understand completely. Absolutely. But um, yeah. The the only problem with that is we'd usually do two or three practices before we leave, and I really want to make it a well-oiled machine before we go out again. And, and with this with this break, it should be a lot more possible. Yeah, it seems like things are starting to get a little bit better, and I, I hope it is for you guys over there too. I mean, we're just starting to book tiny shows here, like. 60 people tiny local shows because it's capped it's hopefully it's going to open all up soon so everyone can get back to but i, I guess everyone's health is is number one especially you know? yeah yeah i heard that i heard a couple things that i know slipknot's not booking until 2021 and i heard that normalcy of the live show essence is supposed to return fall of 2021 and then i hear some shows coming up but they're probably going to be smaller get togethers and then i heard about there's supposed to be a rave in town, but it's going to be in cars. <laughs> so I'm not really positive how that works. <laughs> Dan- dance well seated. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I guess everyone can just honk their horns. I know they've done a couple of shows here. One didn't go very well. It was like a big name pop artists and stuff like that. They did a drive, drive-in thing and uh, it was raining and the vibe just <laughs> wasn't there when you saw it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if, if, if everybody went to a show with just people around every day, they form little hacky sack groups <laughs> and space those perfectly, it may work. But if you're trying to mosh or really get into the normal show festivities, it'd be really tough to stay apart. Yeah, well, that's it, man. No one's going to stick to that rule. 
Because it, it's just no. as soon as that hits you, you know, you just want to get into it, eh? <laughs> I'm just really hopeful that, like, uh, something that remedies this or prevents it can be found soon. I think the pharmaceutical companies should shelf everything else they're trying to do. I think there's been enough attempts at curing diabetes mm. or, or whatever for a long time. This is this should be priority one. I don't know if it is. Yeah, well, I definitely hope they're doing something because uh, we, can't, we can't all live like this, especially, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, people yeah. who, who are already sick or, or anything like that. It's, it makes life very hard. So hopefully... Hopefully soon, but um, you know, in, in regards yeah. to your live, you know, your your live show, uh, you know, would you look at incorporating any mushroom head songs into your live set as a way of honouring your past and and trying to put everything of your career together, or is that something you just want to move on from completely? I mean, we we did um too much nothing for a minute, and um, we had Waylon Revis guest a couple of times, and we did 1,200, but um, I think I would stick mostly to the songs that I more or less sang more by myself or mm. wrote a lot of or something like that. Like, my favorite live song to do probably was Becoming Cold 216. Oh, yeah. So I, I, may, I may look to bring that in down the road, and um, I may even think about doing the Jeopardy Nothing version of something along the line here soon, just a reinvent so that would then most likely be part of the set because that was the one thing that you know as a as a young dude i uh i was drawn to was was your voice it was all you know the big thing about the band for me was was your voice and uh has Thank always you. been a big big influence on me so yeah you know I, I identify a lot of those songs with you so yeah i appreciate that and um it makes me happy that people say that and i also don't mind if people aren't really into my voice because i think if everyone liked the same thing, art and, and life in general would get boring pretty quick. <laughs> I think the differences are, I welcome those unless they're out of line about what they say. I, I can take constructive criticism, but I I, um, I really appreciate that people like the voice. It, it, it's really like I never had a one influence. I just would sing everything I ever heard on rock radio, and it probably helped shape me into something I feel is a little different. Well, that's the whole thing about it is your voice is so distinct and that's what makes it so special, man. Like, and as I said, what drew me to it was, you know, no one sounds like Jeffrey nothing and it's such a special yeah. thing, you know. I, I can't I can't hear it in other... You know, you can hear influences in vocalists. Mm -hmm. from, you can pick it. I can't pick it with you. And uh, and that's something yeah, that I, I love. I've been, I've been saying about 39 years on and off and um, I started... Before that, like with a hairbrush microphone in the mirror when I was six, and I had <laughs> something something around fourteen trying to do Kiss covers, but um, but yeah, I, I've had people pick names out along the way. Like in my more really heavy days, I would get John Bush, and then along the way of Mushroomhead, I got Ian Asbury. And there's like some things that are a little more evident than others, but um, I just sing what I feel, and and I definitely have picked things up along the way that happen, whether it's um. Uh, a plan or subliminally in my head while I'm when I'm writing or tracking, mm. but uh, I just feel it's a lot, lot better path. I, I I think like Stone Temple's really cool. Um, Scott could sound like ten different people on one record, but I like the thought of no obvious only influence. I think that's a great way to go. Absolutely, and you know I see you you've been selling off a lot of your me memorabilia online, and you know I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Is it? As as from what you've said, it's it seems like it's a means of moving forward and letting go of the past, and at the same time, has that been difficult at all? Has there been certain things that you've been wanting to hold on to 
Um, I feel grateful to have the things I want to remember most firmly in my head. And I have photos. I kept our first Blossom Music Center um, Derek has poster because it was our first like really large venue to play and um, we sold, sold out the pavilion alone of it which is holds about 20,000 probably and then I kept the more um, basic two gold records instead of the really laid out um, Scorpion King gold record which I gave to my daughter and then oh, awesome. I sold the along the way Mushroom Head Stamp gold record twice actually and that helped get my car back from having a transmission rebuild supposedly replaced but i'm gonna go with rebuilt but um yeah the memories will never go away and i'm happy that a lot of it went to or all of it went to really great homes and i know those fans are really appreciating it so that's a whole new life for that stuff that wouldn't happen so i think that's a great way to do it yeah yeah absolutely man and as you know like uh you mentioned Waylon before. I mean, you still keep in contact with him? Yeah, we talk um, pretty regularly, and um, we are going to have a, some kind of surprise coming along. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know details of dates or anything yet. It's in the works, but uh, there will be something coming um, for people that are into that combination. He's a good dude. I like him a lot. He's a yeah. yeah. <laughs> We went through the wars together, so we're definitely kindred spirits on that, and Tommy's right there with us. Man, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I met both of you guys at Soundwave here in uh, when you were here in Brisbane, very briefly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. you know, good things, good guys. You know, he's 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 a funny guy. So And he's good at doing really mm-hmm. well with A Killer's Confession as well. So, yeah, it's good to see both of you yeah, guys. It's like, yeah, it's fun to have um, new, new paths that they're in their infancy a bit, so the exposure is a little smaller, but I, I like the to climb all over again, and I like where they're both going. As I've been saying, like, your music for me has been a friend uh, in – in some very dark times in my life and uh and has helped me personally through some pretty pretty heavy stuff <laughs> and you know i know that, i'm not the only one who has felt that way and you probably get messages from people all over the world about about that uh you know how they found yeah i mean um works. that yeah that that is like the number one i mean you don't you don't start out thinking i'm going to be in a band because i'm going to change people's lives but for the times i've I've heard that it helps them get through sitting in their tank in Iraq or sitting in their basement contemplating life or, or that is the most rewarding part. Like I could have never dreamed changing lives like that through words or songs. And I love playing in front of people and I love tracking, but the stories are really my favorite part. And I guess you've found yourself in the same situation with music as well throughout the years. You know, who, who's been your, your go-to? Um, It's really interesting because I've, I've had a lot of really good friends in my life and I've had a lot of artists or bands that I really latched onto over a period of time. And it's always kind of changed with the years or decades or whatever. I love Grand Funk Railroad for the longest time. I found their survival A-track at the side of the road when I was 15. Oh, wow. Took it home at work. Took it home and it worked. And it, that, that album, I mean, two of the three songs that really moved me were covers and still they're amazing. Their version of, Feeling All Right, their version of Give Me Shelter, and a song called I Can Feel Them in the Morning, talking about God. It's like walking through the battlefield and the shells flying by and all that stuff. It's just really moving. And it was amazing to me that they sold out Shea Stadium faster than the Beatles, and they're from a state over. I really liked the Beatles for a while. I, I really loved David Bowie for a long time. Um, Glad Insane record, Diamond Dogs. And um, then I got more into straight up metal and Priest and Maiden. 
Armored Saint. I, I love Metallica for, for a moment, but I don't recall when they were that band. <laughs> and um, just just different things. I mean, I even spread into other influences of genre. I love Bjork a lot. Ah, yeah. Um, just a lot of uh, industrial, really. Uh, Die Krups or D Krups, I think they're pronounced. Just, just a lot of stuff that isn't household names all over, but just really intense, great music. I really uh, enjoyed Metal Church. They, when they had David Wayne singing, he went on to do Reverend. He actually stayed in my house for a night on his tour. Wow. Um, just a lot, I met a lot of really great guys like from playing festivals and stuff that I would never had a chance to know if not for being a musician. So it's really um, just that th- those personalities are really great, even if they aren't like my go-to music. I really like uh, Lux, it's called, by Gemini Syndrome. I think Aaron is a really great talent and a very cool person. Yeah, it's just too many lists, really, and rack the brain. I really like UFO Lights Out. That was a really good album. And then uh, Riot, I believe they're actually from Australia. They were a favorite for a long time. Um, Fire Down Under was a great album, and Restless Breed. And uh, I think Heavy Metal Machine, the third one was called. It's really a bummer. I, I, the vocalist of that band walked up on a robbery and tried to stop it. And I think he was stabbed at us. And that's I didn't know that. Really messed up. Of the band Riot. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to look into that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's full on, man. I mm-hmm. guess, uh, man, yeah, you've definitely you've definitely uh, had a very interesting life. Are you, are you looking at writing a book or anything like that? Got something on the cards? Uh, that, that, I believe I'll need a, um, a uh, co-writer. I have somebody in mind, and we have talked about it. It's just a matter of um, I would need to do some interviews with friends because I remember 95%, but there are little lapses in the story. <laughs> especially those big tours man <laughs> you guys definitely did some big tours yeah that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man and uh talking about tours uh is it australia can we see you back down here again at some point i feel, I feel like something will be coming once <laughs> everything can be as much normal again as possible and i look really forward to that i i love the dates with head and Soundwave and third time will definitely be amazing yeah, have to come down here, have a barbecue, hang out, show you some real Australian. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you can twist my arm. Oh, I, oh, mate, it's uh, yeah, you won't want to leave. You should just move down here. Just you know. Yeah, we have actually talked about that. <laughs> really? I, I would, yeah, because um, we thought about moving recently, and why not make it a really large space travel for that? You know, we have a, we have some we have some friends on there. That'd be great. Well, we'd love to have you, mate. We'd adopt you. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah. That would be amazing. Come to the Gold Coast or Brisbane where it's, you know, nice and sunny <laughs> and, you know, you know, you can crash for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, we could arrange that. Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for hanging out on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and I appreciate you taking the time. All the best with uh, what you got coming up and stay in touch, bro. For sure. Thank you so much, Neville. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 